in seventh grade, I asked the teacher, what should I read? She looked at me up and down and said, how's on Mangler Street? I'm like, all right, that's great. In eighth grade, I asked another teacher, what should I read? She looked at me up and down and said, how's on Mangler Street? I'm like, all right, I already read that, but okay, thank you. <laughs> Ninth grade, the same question. House on Mango Street. Like, that's the only book out there. And I'm really glad that I'm here celebrating you because we need more writers. We need more of our stories out. We need more books. I don't think a lot of people don't like reading. I think they just don't know what to read. And I was one of those kids. Let me tell you about my grandmother. My grandmother was cool as hell. And by cool as hell, I mean she was mean as hell. My grandmother grew up in a small town in El Salvador. The town was so small that between her house and another, they would host a local pastor, and that was church. My grandmother's floors were made of dirt, so every time she would mop, it would fill the whole house with Mother Earth. And shit, Lord, fabuloso. It was beautiful. It would almost make you cry because she would use a lot of fabuloso. My grandmother, always ready to give you a hug and a chanclada and give me second. Grandmother. I don't think she was ever young. I think she was born 70s. Mi abuelita, the original Benjamin Button. My grandmother. And so the story goes that back in the days there was a civil war. Not before long, the fighting was in front of my grandmother's house. And as the soldados and the guerrilleros were shooting up every single house indiscriminately, and the windows breaking and the dishes breaking, my grandmother with an old mattress shielding all her kids from anything that might break through. And as the kids were crying, my grandmother, shh, no son malas, son mariposas confundidas tratando de They are not bullets. They are butterflies that are confused trying to get out the house. My grandmother wore a white dress that night morning it was red. My grandmother was shot four times in the shoulder. She pulled me to the side later on and said, revolution is heavy. Revolution is blood. Don't ever forget it. My mother. She left in the middle of promises she never meant to keep, and who the hell is she? Her name even less important than the problems which plague the poor. Her eyes brighter than the suns on immigrants' backs. She, young at heart, with a beautiful, with a beautiful crooked smile which God never fixed to show the flexibility of perfection. What's in tears now, mi querida vieja? My decisions to not mourn you did not come from your wishes. I now listen to winds which now make symphonies, and I, the example of board, was never worthy. I learned to curse you. I cursed the wicked moon which separated us through sleep, that bastard sun that caused you to feel the pain for a reminder of how dreams have many different definitions. I cursed the currency you were never meant to hold, my pride that kept my heart away from yours. She, the mother to all, a thousand feet tall at times with the calm of a thousand oceans, which decided to never be in sync for that perfect moment that was never meant to be. She became a once upon a time of tongues of people who can't distinguish between gems and coals. Reflect, woman, and I will speak for you to the world that never let you win, to the world that never let you be. What's in the city, a country, the rich, the poor, armies of disposable men who die for false intentions? What's in the rain, the colors you taught me to break down the world? What's in love, 
What's in cancer? Bitter artists who represent nothing. What's in me without you? Nothing anymore. When I was 14 years old, I was failing my English class really bad. Really, really bad. And I thought it was because my teacher hated me. But it turns out I wasn't doing any work. And he hated me. Um, he asked me if I wrote something that will blow his mind, I can pass his class. And I'm like, what should I write about? He says, I don't know. You're always yapping about where you're from. Why don't you write about where you're from? The Salvadorian in me, who's a little bit cocky, said, oh my God, that's easy. And he said, then you have to perform that. I'm like, calm down, calm down. You're asking for too much. That was the first time anyone had ever asked me about me. The poem is called Where I'm From. Where I'm from, we live summer. We speak in family tongues about family through neighbors' eyes. Our dialects change through ever-changing barrios, cuadras, calles, y casas, ajenas. Where I'm from, la lechuza, el diablo, and la llorona all become curfews, and there is no talk to American birds and bees. Reputations follow you like 14-year-old backpacks on our 14-year-old soldiers. Where I'm from, education is a thought as crazy as equality. Tree branches become a sign of disciplinary actions. Moms are mommies, tias are tiki's, grandpas are bobos, fathers have always been gone. Oh, yeah, man. Where I'm from, music is our narrator, moving us like revolution once did. Young developing flowers shaking and stepping to be sitting or not on the stand yet. Perversion is an uncle not allowing the kids, but it's always welcome to home. Where I'm from, the dinner table is time of conferences of who needs to go get a job, who needs to go get some water, or who just needs to go. <laughs> Mosquitoes are always ignored for the immune system of our ancestors is too strong. Where I'm from, children carry sun like descriptive terms. Nectar, necklaces tell you when it's time to go in alone. Because you see where I'm from, everyone is Christian and has a Catholic neighbor. Love is what is allowed for or how good a young couple is at sneaking around. Babies make babies and make families close. And my chest is even closer where I'm from. My grandmother is beautiful. Aunts and uncles are extended parents, and everyone has the right to beat your butt. Boom, doma, where I'm from, is yellow, purple, green, and gold, and it is beautiful. After I said this poem, no one clapped, no one said anything. This one kid in the back raised up his hand. This kid was the neighborhood bully, the biggest kid in our school. This kid was like six foot 20. This kid had like a beard. And like his son had a mustache, it was huge. No business in school. And he gets up and he comes close and said, everything that you've ever said is exactly how I grew up. Thank you. Through poetry, that was the first time I was able, able to tell my story, but also that was the only way that I had ever connected with me. So Claudia, thank you for having me here. Thank you for your book. Thank you for your stories. Thank you guys. This is Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say on the air. Tuning you into the Latino literary renaissance in all its splendor. Interviews, teatro, rap, fiction, poetry, memorias, 
composer spotlights, and more. Always Mas. This is what Dolphin has to share all the time. All the time. Like you, it needs to be asked. It needs to be asked. And the forces coming together tonight, again, um, I'm going to mention all the sponsors in a little bit. Uh, I got to mention other uh, Garza Studios right downtown. We're going to mention, give you a shout out in a little bit. We have representatives from City Council J, from the Constable's Office and Police Department. Thank you so much. And we are engulfed in City Council J on the southwest side of Houston, Texas. We have a, a, a school board representative, Chris city in America, over 50%, because I think it's an undercount, over 50% Latinos in this city. Every neighborhood needs to be hopping like this because it can, and we're going to make it happen. I want to give a shout out to, uh, to Leslie Briones, who's running for office. And again, I don't want to scare you. I can be pedantic. I can preach because everyone around me is thrilling. So, so I can kind of I can kind of give you the context. Uh, I can bring the history in. That's like a history class. Um, because at the end of the day, this is how we work together. I don't got to be fly and cool poet anymore because I got friends. <laughs> and we've got friends in high places now that make sure that our youth are edified. And on that note, Ahora queremos, ¿alguien quiere una música? ¿Quieres escuchar un poco de música? Yeah. Oh, sí. All right. Bueno, welcome. Encargo, por favor, vengan con sus obras. Si, maestro, si nos puede, con su don. Gracias, muy amable. Por favor, muy amable. Muy buenas tardes a todos. Es un placer estar acá con todos ustedes. Para los que no me conocen, mi nombre es Edgardo Joya. Soy salvadoreño de la capital del Valle de las Hamacas, y quiero pues pedirles que se den ustedes un, un aplauso por estar acá con nosotros. Quiero saludar de todo corazón aquí a, a mi amigo Andrés Guevara, que es un incansable trabajador por las uh, comunidades latinoamericanas aquí en Houston, Texas. Por favor, un aplauso para Andrés. Para que ha causado estragos 
I want to say a couple other things. Did you just buy five books? You are awesome. Oh, man. All right. And I want you to know, you might think, well, Tony's going to be offended during the course of this conversation. I walk over there and add to my family library. Not at all. I find that very loving and caring. So at any point, if you want to walk over there and Purchase one of the books, of course, Carolina Monsivais, uh, I'm sorry, Carolina Monsivais is a former Nuestra Palabra volunteer. Carolina Carmen, 
I'm actually, uh, I'm recruiting her. She's a public relations genius helping us promote. So I appreciate her helping us with the sale of books. Right now then, we're going to have a few people uh, do some short uh, one-minute announcements as we get to our featured poet. I do want to remind you, thank you to the Latino Bookstore in San Antonio, Texas, for helping us provide the book sales. Uh, one of the announcements shortly will be uh, Maria Duran, who's going to tell us about some of the visual artists exponiendo aquí, porque tenemos obras de arte también por otros artistas. También quiero agradecer a uh, uh, Tammy Rodriguez. Tammy Rodriguez helped out a lot tonight. También a Sandra Rodriguez, también. She was a big help as well. And I do want to say one other thing. Yo como chicano, significa que yo soy mexicano-americano con, con mi conocimiento, yo de, declaro que soy chicano, pero yo quiero que ustedes sepan, cuando yo llegué a estudiar, Yo conocí lo que estaba pasando con mis hermanos salvadoreños y guatemaltecos por el trabajo de Crece. Antes de eso, no me enseñaron nada de eso en la escuela, en la televisión. Uh, nadie hablaba de eso. I found out that as we were with our struggles, our brothers and sisters in Central and South in Central America were fighting for political asylum for a war that our nation had a role in creating. That was touching to me. I could not believe I was not told these things. I was happy to get involved, pero también no había suficiente cantidad de chicanos ahí en las calles con ustedes. And that has to change. Porque estamos unidos, we're brothers, y su causa nos afecta a nuestra causa. En 2012, cuando nos convertimos a libro traficantes, todo el mundo escuchaba que estamos luchando por los derechos civiles de los mexicanos americanos, porque nos estaban atacando directamente. Yo quiero hacer eso claro. Nosotros estamos, they were attacking us in Arizona directly. They were banning Mass American Studies. So as we said, we were fighting for our rights. We did not want it to make it appear as everyone else we were studying was. And many other cultures came to our help as well. Pero a este punto también, con, con conocimiento de años, yo quiero clarificar que también nosotros como chicanos, mexicanos, americanos, nos unimos con ustedes ahora y cada día adelante. And then, no, uh, thank, thank you very much. And then, one of our dear friends, Maria Duran, the director of the Central American Collective, is going to talk about some of the artists here. She went out of her way to promote tonight. So thank you for all that you do. And thank you for to see our art, to see our people, um, for all of us to come together to celebrate our diversity. At the, at the bottom, bottom, bottom of all of this is the fact that we're celebrating each other. And, um, and so I just really want to thank you. I want to thank Tony for, um, you know, for, for bringing this, this, this event together. Claudia, thank you so much for being here. Um, we, it was beautiful to be able to, to create it into, into this, right? Uh, uh, a Central American night that celebrates liter uh, literature. 
And so today we have amazing artists and we wanted to try to have as much representation from our isthmus as possible. And, um, and so I'm just so excited that, you know, we have um, Celia Guevara, who is here today. <laughs> Celia. Celia is um, she, she, um, she graduated, she, went, she got an MFA from the Houston Baptist University, and she has amazing, amazing art pieces. Um, last year, when, when we had uh, an, an online event, she was also part of it. And it's just beautiful that um, through her art, she was able to also really highlight um, the beauty of the Garifuna culture. And so thank you so much. Um, please, please stop by and, and check out her, her beautiful pieces. Um, she, she has done so many, um, so many shows from like around the country. And, and so it's just, it's amazing that um, we have this talent here in Houston and that she's able to, you know, be here with us today. Um, we also have, we have Guatemala in the house. Um, Jose Alfredo. organizations so uh, we were we were the fiscal sponsor and BIPOC Arts Network Fund gave a grant to uh, the, the cultural uh, Central American Collective and also the Houston artist so uh, if, you, if you can say a few words please uh, for Houston artist I think she's actually shocked I told her yeah. Carmen and I'm the founder and creative director behind 
Houston Artists. It's a new organization out live. Um, we launched last October. Um, we started actually, I actually uh, did my internship from UHD at KPFT. So that's how far I go back with Tony. That's how um, I'm able to uh, have a lot of connections. Um, so thank you so much for this opportunity, for everything you've done for us, for uh, the uh, Central American Collective as well, that we were able to get secure grants. Um, our very first grant, was it your first grant, Maria? Yeah, it was our first grant. And oh my God, it's it's been such a blessing. And to be here, to be at um, your event today, Claudia, um, I'm Salvadorian as well. My parents are, so that's why I'm here too. That's why we, you know, we we're able to push this event um, a little bit more. Uh, Maria uh, was pushed so much. And so we we're all excited to be here, excited to support you as a Central American poet. And I know with Maria, we briefly touched on expanding this all the way to El Salvador. I know she is already doing that. And uh, I grew up there in the summers. So, I, you know, the poems that were read earlier, um, I, I knew everything you were talking about. You know, to me, that's my second home. So anyway, it's really exciting um, to, to be here. Thank you so much, Tony. And yeah, we have um, our Facebook group page. It has over 5,500 Houston artists of all nationalities, all different um, artistic mediums. And um, we've had very successful events, thank God, up to today. And we will have our one-year anniversary this October. So if y'all would like to know more information about that, uh, we're still in the planning stages. Hopefully, we'll keep collaborating with more organizations here in Houston and beyond. So thank you so much, Tony, Nuestra Palabra, and everybody for attending. And hopefully, we'll see you guys soon. And I'll be here selling books, all right? <laughs> Thanks. And uh, Teodoro, si me hace un favor de decir unas palabras, porque yo me acuerdo mucho de sus obras aquí en este barrio para la gente centroamericana. Y, um, I, I came here to become the first Chicano to get a Master of Fine Arts in Creative Writing. And those of you who get in the face, they tell you to stay in the Ivory Tower. They, you know, they want you to stay inside that castle. We have to come out. No sé si, si nos puede dar unas cuantas palabras. Hola, hola. Muy buenas tardes a todos y a cada uno de ustedes. Qué bonito es sentirse entre poetas, ¿verdad? escritores y tanto talento que alimenta el alma. De verdad nos sentimos muy agradecidos como crecen por estar presente acá este día y saludar este a Claudia Castro que ahora con esta cipota bajo la luna creo que nos va a acompañar a estos barrios y seguir fomentando el arte. Muchísimas gracias de ver a cada uno de ustedes y como crecen nos sentimos muy privilegiados de estar en este espacio y saludamos al liderazgo latino y a cada uno de los poetas y escritores aquí presentes y quiero decirte Tony que de veras tu paso por crecen dejó huellas muy marcadas en nuestro trabajo y de veras un aplauso todavía para nuestro de la cultura latinoamericana. Muchísimas gracias por invitarnos y un abrazo para cada uno de ustedes. So for our last announcement, let's talk about money. Uh, of course, we don't mean a corporate vision of money or art. We're about community culture capital but it still takes capital. And 
the people in this room put community first. But at the end of the day, if you go to federal FedEx, FedEx, they want capital. <laughs> you go to the grocery store, they want capital. On that note, I'd like my colegas that all going to come up to say a few words because I want to give you some great news. Um, Helena is the chair of our organization. I was happy to work with her to write a grant that was funded for $1 million from Houston Endowment. And that was, yeah, let's applaud that. And it's for us to use our minds to create a plan to create a cultural complex. Again, not a building. Because I will not participate in anything where I am pitted against you or you or anyone else. I refuse to condone that. I will not participate in that. And I don't need to. I don't have to. I found out that we are powerful together. With this report, in two years, we want your insights. Para que ustedes nos digan, ¿qué debe ser este complejo? ¿Dónde debe ser? ¿Cuáles servicios debe tener? ¿Cómo podemos involucrar a Goldstone con este centro ubicado en un lugar en la ciudad? ¿Cómo podemos crecer allá al mismo tiempo que allá? But we gotta get used to asking for money. Okay? Okay, so this complex, we're talking $400 million, $500 million. Our community deserves that. And guess what happens? If we're getting, yes, yeah, I heard someone snapping that. Let's snap that. Let's snap that. Let's snap that. Because if they're donating that much on that end of the time, all boats will rise. And they better be donating this much on this time. Because if this part of the community does not thrive, we do not thrive. a todos, esto lo puedo hacer en inglés y en español porque las palabras que nos han compartido hoy también enfocaron mis corazones. El anillo está en mi vida. Yo pinto con anillo. Y yo digo que la sangre en mis venas es azul. Y también digo que la sangre en las venas de ustedes es azul. No porque tiene que ver con dinero o con, con, con sociedad. Tiene que ver que somos de la tierra y somos sostenibles y somos resilientes y el añil es uno de los productos más perfectos que se le ha agregado a la sociedad global para expresarse y eso vino de mi gente maya entonces por eso les quiero compartir que creo que aquí todos somos campesinos y venimos de la tierra Gracias por tenerme a mí aquí. Gracias por la invitación, Tony. Les quiero decir que eh, la visión para ALMA es enorme. Y es enorme porque nosotros somos grandes. Porque somos grandes de corazón y de expresión. Y no cabemos en un sitio pequeño. Y nos han ignorado por tanta década que vamos atrasar. Para ir de adelante al caso, imagínense, juntos vamos a crear la visión para el futuro. 
el futuro es para esta nena de película que me la llevo y me la como. <risa> Aquella nena que está oyendo y oyendo, pero está creciendo. Para todos ustedes, para sus hijos, para sus nietos. Una es una visión para el futuro. No hay visión pequeña para nosotros. Porque nosotros aquí estamos juntos como centroamericanos, como latinos. Estamos juntos como americanos. En esta América somos americanos. Mi, mi última pintura, series de pintura que llevé a París últimamente, se llama De aquí y de allá. Y a este grupo no necesito explicarles qué significa eso para mí. A los parisinos se los tuve que explicar. Porque ellos son de ahí y son de ahí. Y no hay nadie más que de ahí. Nosotros somos de aquí y somos de allá. Y eso es importante entenderlo. Que somos de aquí y somos de allá. Lo puse en positivo. Porque ustedes bien saben que como siempre se, se habla esto. Es que no somos ni de aquí ni de allá. ¿Sí o no? Acuerdo. Somos de aquí y allá. Entonces, le, le, se los comparto para que lo tomen. Tómenlo. Tómenlo. Como nosotros vamos a tomar las palabras preciosas que nos han dicho y que están por ver. Yo las voy a tomar. Tomémoslo. Compartámoslo. De eso se trata crear el futuro cultural donde nosotros seamos no solo visibles, pero donde se entienda que no somos uno, pero sí lo somos. Que no importa el color de la piel, porque todos tenemos color de piel. Que no importa de dónde vengamos, porque al final somos todos americanos. ¿Entienden por qué? Estamos dándole nuestro todo. Y cuando yo los veo ustedes acá, dándoles, dando el tiempo, su corazón, su cariño, porque aquí estamos todos con corazones llenos, María. Nosotros con tú. Aquí estamos todos con corazones que, 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 que resplandecen. Porque estamos llenos de lo que somos, de lo que nos define y es nuestra cultura, nuestra historia y nuestros antepasados. Pero yo estoy aquí para decirles, todo eso es allá, pero el aquí es el futuro. El futuro que vamos a crear juntos. En este futuro, Alma quiere oír de cada uno de ustedes, de cada uno de sus amigos, de cada uno de sus hijos. Queremos saber qué está en el corazón de ustedes, qué necesitan, qué quieren. Cómo auténticamente salimos como que fuéramos eh, 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 quinceañeros. Cómo salimos a la sociedad americana, a este gran país, a que nos conozcan. Qué duro es que nos Llevo décadas y para mí que no hay quien me conozca. Que no, no, no nos quieren poner suficiente atención. No quieren sentarse a vernos de ojo. Por otro lado, eh, una de nuestras eh, eh, junta directiva de ALMA me dijo, Geraldina, yo soy de Puerto Rico, pero 
eh, cuando ella es, es cantante de ópera internacional de las mejores. Y me dijo, yo me siento después de cada ópera con cualquier latino que salga y nos besamos y nos amamos y nos abrimos el corazón y nos conectamos y aquello es un, es, es un desborde de amor. Pero rápido, rápido, aquello se, se va, se corta, el hilo se corta, se fue, nos desconectamos, ya no estamos. No seamos eso nosotros aquí. No lo seamos. Pero para eso hay que trabajar juntos. Ella está trabajando para Alma para poder mantenernos conectados. Ella dice, si conectamos, lo que Tony dice, si nos conectamos, si no nos dividimos, si encontramos lo que, lo que nos une, y si trabajamos duro, lo cual aquí todos trabajamos duro, queremos claro, podemos crear este futuro grande donde estemos conectados. Imagínense ustedes que todos los niños de la comunidad se puedan conectar con cada uno de ustedes, con cada uno de los artistas. Wow, eso ya es bastante. Eso no lo tenemos todavía. Esto es una conexión. Y esto es oro. Ahora multipliquemos esto por toda la ciudad. Ahora seamos el 50% de Houston, Texas. Ahora veamos cómo diseñamos nosotros dónde vamos como latinos, dónde nos vamos a unir, cómo nos vamos a conectar, cómo vamos a adquirir la mejor información, cómo vamos a subir juntos. Porque aquí lo que yo les quiero decir es subamos juntos. Dejando uno atrás, ustedes saben que no somos así nosotros. Nosotros no queremos dejar a nadie atrás. Entonces, hagámoslo en esta plataforma de arte y cultura y de lo que es auténticamente de nosotros. Gracias. We'll follow up. We'll have a sign-up sheet, too, for you to stay posted. I want to say, you've been such a wonderful audience. You are really wonderful folks to talk. You're giving energy. You're taking energy. It's a full circle. So thank you to all of you. And now, I'm really so happy that we have a visitor, Seattle Poet Laureate. Visit the West Coast. Published, speaking of Chicanos of Central American community, she's published by uh, Luis Rodriguez, who's Poet laureate of the South. Yeah, round of applause for Luis Rodriguez. Poet laureate of Los He's a gubernatorial candidate in California by Teatricha Press. And uh, also, you know, thank you to the Latino Bookstore. It is a powerful book. She is award winning, she speaks to our community. This is the literature that America should be proud of. This is the literature that paves the way inspires and edifies. So happy to welcome her to Golston on the southwest side of Houston, Texas for Cipota Under the Moon. Please welcome Claudio Castro Luna. de, de aprecio y de amor como yo. Yo sé que todos estamos 
celebrándonos, pero es increíble llegar de otro lugar y tener esta recepción y leer de mis poemas a ustedes, a una audiencia para los cuales fueron escritos. Eso es, no sé, es, es, es quizá la primera vez que sucede en mi vida realmente y yo he estado leyendo poemas por años ya en todo tipo de locales. Es algo que se me va a quedar, que va a quedar conmigo toda mi vida y les agradezco muchísimo todo el trabajo que han hecho todos ustedes detrás de las escenas antes de este día y también a mis compañeros poetas. Thank you so much for sharing your words and your love. Thank you, gracias por compartir tus palabras. Al, fin del, al, al final de, de todo, we have our words. At the end of everything, it is our words. It is our words that we have to say again and again and again and again, our stories, our words, because that's what's missing. That's why we are not seen, right? The story of you being told to go read this book and it's the same book, that's a, I would have been a writer a long time ago if I had seen a Central American immigrant woman who wrote poems and published them. Would have happened for me a long time ago, but that person didn't exist because we have a lack that we're changing. Right? That's what, that's what this is about. Uh, Tony, muchísimas gracias. Tony, thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. I've always wanted to come to Texas. My family left El Salvador in 1981. I've lived in the U.S. for, for decades. I've always wanted to come to Texas. I've always wanted to come to Houston. Why? Because I knew there was a lot of Central Americans in Houston. But I lived in other places, so this is just so special for me. Thank you, Tony, for bringing everybody together to make tonight possible, so I, I appreciate it. Um, so my book is, I, I have it hidden and marked. Aquí está. Como Tony dice, everything is about community and being together. We, do, we are nothing alone. Right? We always stand on ancestors' shoulders, and we are always part of a community, and that's how we are strong, if we come together. And in knowing our differences is how we become strong. In knowing our particulars, where we come from, you're from Guatemala, you're Chicano, in knowing what those differences are and holding those stories and understanding those stories, we become stronger. In, in, holding that difference, because it is in that difference, and despite the difference, at the end, at the end we're the same, right? Um, and Luis Rodriguez from Teatrucha Press, a Chicano writer, beloved Chicano writer, amazing writer, read my manuscript and others had turned it down and said, let's publish it, because it's also that. Escribimos, somos escritores, somos cantautores, somos artistas, somos pintores, pero quien nos abre el campo es, es fomentar la diversidad y la cultura y también abrir campo, abrir brecha. Y para mí esa persona con este libro particular, este es mi cuarto libro que escribo, es el primer libro que cuenta de mi experiencia de inmigrante de El Salvador, pero who made that opening for me? 
to tell my story of immigrating to the U.S. a Chicano, right? Luis Rodriguez in the Atucha Press, which is a fabulous press. And I said <clears throat> at the opening when I read for the first time from this book that I could not be more proud that this book is now living in the catalog of the Atucha Press because it is a legendary press that has told so many of our stories together. Um, y con eso, bueno, con eso les comparto algunos de los poemas que realmente son uh, una expresión de, de identidad y un deseo de esperanza, como, como han dicho todos, para la nueva generación, para saber esas historias de guerra. This book is an anti-war book. It is a book that talks about the war in El Salvador because I lived it. I'm old enough that I was in El Salvador during the Civil War. And, you know, I know that there's many of us who, who have probably were in El Salvador and we have family, but so few people know these stories, right? And they don't understand the context of Salvadorans in the U.S. And like you said, Tony, for me, those, the people at the border are asking for asylum, that's still part of the same war. La guerra no se terminó en El Salvador. La guerra, firmamos algo en 1992. That was just an agreement. The war did not end. The war is still going on. People asking for asylum, that's the aftermath of the war. And we have to have the context of why they're so... Salvadorans are the fourth largest group in the U.S. Somos el cuarto grupo, los salvadoreños en los Estados Unidos. Why is that? Well, because there was a war down there. And because the U.S. funded that war, and because without the U.S. funding the war in the, which, in the way in which it did, there wouldn't have been so many of us who had left, who had to leave, who has to leave now, people who are leaving now, right? So all this, this is why these stories are so important. Y ahora en la noche, escucharte a ti, y escucharte a ti, y escuchar las canciones, y escucharte chipilines, y escucharte pupusas, y escucharte garrobos, y escuchar... Esta es nuestra historia. Es, 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 es escucharme a mí misma. Es escuchar a mis padres, ¿no? Y espero que sea para nuestros hijos también, para mis hijos. Uh, because I, I also have children. They're not as little anymore, but I, but I do. So all of this collective storytelling is for the new generation to hold those stories too. It is for us and for them. Um, okay, so el primer, el, el, este libro está dividido en cuatro partes. There's four parts to this book. The first part opens in El Salvador with the war. It really focuses on my sister because we were kids. Yo tenía 14 años cuando salimos de El Salvador. La primera parte del libro es acerca de la guerra de El Salvador y luego narra un poco con poemas la historia mía de, de inmigrar a los Estados Unidos. So I'll start with this poem uh, que está escrito en los dos idiomas uh, y se titula Síndrome o Síndrome. Oh, perdón, perdón. Se titula Vía Láctea. So, Milky Way. Te dejo aquí, bajo la sombra de este mango. I leave you here, in the shade of this mango tree. Como quien dice, esperando un bus en una esquina o a la vía de un río. Hablo de una vía que arrastra almas buenas y malas y cosas chulas y rotas. Imagine you are at a bus stop or standing on a riverbank watching creatures and their beating hearts ambling by. 
counting the way their faces flare up to both sides of the moon. Te dejo con un par de maracas para que acompañes a los muertos en su procesión y para que animes a los vivos en sus duelos. You are not alone. I am with you, here, naked, holding my baby teeth in a plastic bag, my back against the tree's rough bark, so that I may, alongside you, learn from it how to grow a spine. Ten cuidado con gatos maleantes. No te metas con doncellas traidoras listas para ofrecerte algún bocado. Fíjate que estoy aquí contigo y desnuda. Bésame. Bésame mucho, como te beso yo a ti. Kiss me, kiss me, deeply, like the earth embraces a tree's roots, like new lovers do when night falls. Gracias. My sister was, I was 14 years old when we left. My sister was 11. Um, and 1981, Monsignor Romero was killed in 1980 in El Salvador. The three marital nuns from the US were assassinated in December of the same year. My family left in 1981. The war is declared in 1981, but the tragedy of the war played out that year in 1980 was a, a really awful, awful year in El Salvador. And when you read the historical record, you see that there were hundreds of people killed, sometimes in, in one day, in one village. Um, and that is the year that, that I'm narrating here. Um, so, este poema habla de mi hermana y yo saliendo del colegio en San Salvador y quedándonos atrapadas en una balanceada uh, con un convoy de soldados a la par que era algo que sucedía todo el tiempo. So this tells about my sister and myself leaving school. Uh, during that horrible year. Syndrome. You and your sister stand at a bus stop with a group of strangers when a truck full of soldiers drives past, all of them holding M16s, all of them ready to kill on command. You and everyone else know that if one person moves the wrong way, everyone goes. It has happened before. You wait for the unleashed bullets Wait for them to tear your flesh. Wait for the cry of help that is already seeping from your lips. Wait for your last breath. This time, the convoy goes on past, in you and your little sister, in your checkered school skirts, squeezed onto the next bus that comes along. On the ride home, the city loses power. Armed forces versus guerrillas, handguns versus assault rifles, conviction versus orders. You arrive home in darkness. Your parents have ghosts waiting at the front door. You are alive, but something inside you died back at the bus stop. Your body has no way of metabolizing that kind of fright. It, sw it swallows it instead, a barbed lump. 
Years later, a therapist gives it a name. By then, the lump has burned, has grown. It is a parasite making ransom what once was whole. hija de los días, que viene de una expresión de Eduardo Galeano. I don't know if you know Eduardo Galeano, but this comes from uh, one of his chronicles, the title for the poll, Hija de los Días, that comes from a saying that he heard in a Guatemalan village. So, el título viene de indígenas de Guatemala que le estaban contando una historia a Eduardo Galeano, quien lo plasma en uno de sus libros, Yo lo leo después y así titulo mi poema. Es toda una cadena, right? It's a chain. This is how we're connected through words. My 14th birthday happened in a November loss to a brackish year. Newspaper headlines from the first 16 days of that month listed the following. On the second day, 10 bodies of unidentified young men were found ditched on the road to Acuno. Two days later, a man was gunned down and killed in his car in northern San Salvador. The following day, another man succumbed when his furniture was attacked. On the 7th, in the city of Santana, a 13-year-old boy and four adults were attacked and killed. On the 15th, a union leader died of gunshot wounds. The next day, a colonel, his wife, and his children, 11 and 15, were carbonized when incendiary bombs exploded in their house. Peck days and plucked of hope. My parents did not sing my birthday. They must have felt war's vertigo, the gathering of ashes inside people and things. These days, I pull weeds in my garden and just assume new ones leaf back up. Is that resilience? Happy birthday, Papa. Happy birthday, Mama. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Tengo en el libro, hay una sección en el libro que lo he llamado Lotería de los Pobres y Valientes. En this Lotería de Pobres y Valientes, yo soy de Atiquizaya, de un pueblito en Aguachapán, en el departamento de Aguachapán, a 12 kilómetros de la frontera con Guatemala. Y la lotería de Atiquizaya es famosísima. You guys all know the game Lotería, right? You've heard it. Well, the version that gets played in the town that I'm from, in El Salvador, is famous. There's records. There's records you could hear of the people pulling out the, the figures because there's poems that go with that, right? So, uh, and it's really famous. De verdad que se los digo. Palabra. Es, la lotería de Tiquisaya es, es, es algo que hay que tomar en serio. Uh, y entonces hay una sección, there's a section here called Lotería de los Pobres y Valientes. Y les voy a leer la, el último poema, there's short poems in this section. Este poema se titula La Rosa y no está traducido. I didn't translate this one, it's left in Spanish. La Rosa. Las fronteras no existen. Preguntale a la Virgen de Guadalupe quien derrama bendiciones sin pedir
This has been a multi-platform broadcast of Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say. It's on social media. You can, of course, tune in to KPFT 90.1 FM, Houston's community station. And you can also watch our content on fox26houston.com. This is Tony Diaz, Libre Traficante. I want to thank Roxana Guzman, Rodrigo Bravo, and everybody who's supporting our cultura and our arte. Thank you.